Attention visitors of the left floor. This audio presentation of Three Sheets to the Mouse may contain adult subject matter and is recommended for an audience that is mature, even if the hosts are not. I am now obligated to thank you for your attendance and encouraged to instruct you to enjoy your time on the MILF? Who wrote that? Wazowski? Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be Welcome to episode number 246 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from parks to movies to dining. We'll cover everything they have to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and joining me tonight, we have Tim. We're highly trained professionals skilled at what we do, and please don't try this at home. <laughs> That'll make sense later. But if you do be sure you give us a call we'll drop the hotline toward the end of the episode here uh i don't want to distract you from listening to maria hi hi well that that that's 250 a minute maria as well you got on that ladies and gentlemen okay thanks i was going more for stitch hi no I mean, it's not kink cutting, Maria. That's okay. Hey, no kink shaming here. No kink shaming here. If you're into furries, I want to know. And we've seen Todd, so you are. Yeah, true. I want to know how everyone cuts a fucking round cake. Okay, you don't cut it like a pie. Yeah, you do. You don't. No, you don't. Everybody gets an equal part. No. Oh my god. Because we cut it with a small little. What's the difference between a round cake and a round pie? Nothing. Not a damn a, thing. A pie is different. I shape know how. You, get the same you cut a pie differently. A pie is in slices, right? Triangle slices. Yes. A round cake, not in triangle slices. Fuckers. <laughs> no. You're so wrong. Don't look at me like that, Mikey. Uh, first it must off, must be a, a pencil tucky thing because uh, how maybe I, was I don't at you, know, but. Secondly, okay, what about a cookie cake? That's in triangle slices. Bullshit! No. <laughs> no. A cookie that, cake is yeah. cut in, in a grid. No, what? Yes, it does. What? No, it is not. So, no. Uh, no. On, on the next pop, pop, poll, and I got a yeah, feeling it's right. going to be divisive because it's going to be Maria versus everybody. It's how I live my life. It's okay. How, the, how do you? 
Dear listeners, you know what? Grab yourself uh, an adult beverage. Make sure that it's something terribly cold, uh, frozen if possible, because it's hotter than Satan's taint sickle out there. And uh, let's talk about Disney together. It, it's fucking hot, guys. There's no two ways. I don't know what it is up in Punxsutawney or where the hell you guys live, but down here in <laughs> Arkansas, it is still 100 degrees outside. Right now. Right now, as we record this, 8 o'clock. It didn't get quite that hot today. It was like it's 82 today. Yeah, it was 82, but we were supposed to get some pretty serious storms, which, so the humidity was like oppressive. No, 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 you, no, no, no. Hmm. No. No. It was heavy. You, the you're going to come heavy. at me with, I say, it's still, it's still 100 <laughs> degrees after 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m., and you're like, yeah, but it was like a muggy 82 degrees. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you on that. Fuck, fuck, fuck your cake cutting. Fuck your cookie cutting. <laughs> fuck you right in your warm apple pie, and fuck your muggy 82 degrees. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it's, what supposed are you to be, it's supposed to be 85 tomorrow if it makes you feel better. Oh, it does. It does. It makes it feel great. It's 75 on the weekend. So. Right, yeah. It's supposed to be cool this weekend. I'm drinking. So we had our um, annual summer barbecue this past weekend. and That sounds more like fall to me, Tim. Oh, no. It was hot. It was hot on um, Saturday. It was 94, I think it was. And the humidity oh, yeah. was 100%. Oh, only 90. Yeah. That's hot for us, Northerners. That is hot for us. You know, Todd was is in, was in the house in the air conditioning and pain. You could steady, yeah. you know. Groaning the entire but, time. The I entire had, time. Uh, well, he's also had some <laughs> troubles with some air bubbles or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. He's complaining about air bubbles in his side. I don't know. But <laughs> what a I pussy. bought a big bottle of Woodford <laughs> and I'm now trying to kill it off because it didn't, it didn't get emptied. How? How does that not get emptied? Like that's there was just... so much alcohol. There, right, but there was, but and this always is. happens. It always happens that everybody brings everything that they possibly we, we think that they might want stop to have. The giant and pick up more coolers and ice. Uh huh. <laughs> there were coolers everywhere. We probably had what fifteen people, and it was uh, probably there were eighteen of us, I believe. Okay, so there's eighteen people. It's probably fourteen yeah. coolers on my deck. Two yeah. of them belong to me, and then two everybody of them brought to one. Us. Yeah. Yep, we brought two. Uh, you know, I, I Casey, can't com- Sue, and Duncan brought two? a lot of stuff. And they the, yeah, and they, their fucking cooler was filled to the brim. Yes. And they like, brought stuff to make uh-ohs, and they brought stuff to make hippopotami pies. Oh, you know, if I had God. one of these sheet-up get-togethers here in Arkansas, there would be five people. <laughs> well, but we all live within driving distance of each other, so. Five, yeah, nobody actually five. had to fly. Everybody drove. Yeah, I mean, no, the farthest no, somebody do. did drive was five and a half hours, but mm-hmm. the ex-murderers came from New England, but everybody else is within two, two and a half. Yeah. That said, I feel like those three individuals, which is still just two parties, um, would would definitely still bring it because I know I know oh. Stephanie Cullum would show up with uh, the sangria she makes that I went ham on thinking it was... Uh, he or something one day and I just poured a big ass glass of it was like fine I'll drink it and then uh, Matt Holmes always shows up with goodies when he comes and that's 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 all of them thank you Arkansas <laughs> with the exception of like my friends that my, 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 my friend friend friends but they're not in the group so I wouldn't invite them that's okay 
<clears throat> so, so Woodford, that's that's fucking that's an excellent, excellent bourbon. I don't even care who you are. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of excellent bourbons for my birthday too. Well, lots of bottles of moonshine. Oh my god, so many bottles of moonshine. So many bottles of moonshine. Where <sighs> what are you drinking? I'm getting depressed. So piss me uh, off some more, <laughs> would you? It, okay, so I've been in a blueberry mood lately with summer and everything. Um, so right now I have a UFO main blueberry. It's a subtly sweet blueberry ale. Um, so UFO is owned by Harpoon, which is out of Boston. Um, so Casey and Sue brought a 12 pack of like mixed UFO stuff um, to Tim and Adams over the weekend. I happen to also find the same 12 pack in my area. So this is one of those beers from that 12 pack. And then my, my second one on deck um, is a orange creamsicle milkshake IPA that we found. Oh, it's so good. So good. We went out uh, for an impromptu uh, date lunch yesterday. <laughs> Todd and I, we found ourselves kid a dunch. Yep. Um, we found ourselves kidless, and we went to Iron Hill. That's just called abandonment. Yeah, the, well, that's no, she, didn't abandon, she sold them, so, you know, yeah. not no, really no, no, no. She cracked the windows, the and then is, they went in. She did fine. Sell them, but people it was only 85 them degrees. It's like an instantaneous return. So, I don't know. I keep, well, I keep trying. Do um, it on eBay. They can't return it. That's true. I could do that. So, we, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids. Didn't he work for Wayfair? Couldn't you guys just... We, we probably just could. put ores or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and sell them. Sell them it's not IKEA. No. The box isn't that flat. I love them too much. They're so cuddly. And yeah, lovable. you should love them harder. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so we brought home a four pack of the the milkshake IPA. It's so good. I mean, it's I, like I, dangerously I, good. It's eight percent, so it's like it goes down real smooth and very quick. That's that's funny because I went to high school with a girl named Eight Percent for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was not stout. She, she was was her nickname Creamsicle. <laughs> it was oh, after. God. Grossed <laughs> out by my own joke. Don't 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 worry. That she I didn't. Nope. Okay. Good. What are you drinking, yep. Mikey? A water verita. Uh, oh, and what, oh, what's in oh, your whatever, Rita? Oh, more today? Of those, huh? <laughs> you know, it's uh, I had some juice in the fridge, but it's summer break, and my youngest Keaton, he spent like four days at his uh, girlfriend's dad's lake house with them because the fucking kids had one. Yeah, it's listen, it it is it is the summer vacation that that you wish you had when you were a kid. All right, it's it's. Just shy of the Seek American Pie 2, I think. I don't know if there's yeah. any lesbians, but he's <laughs> he. They're but they were working on the house, Maria. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure, they were and working on And she tells the them, house. "Now you kiff." But uh, no, it, they're 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 super cool people, and and he's got. Anyway, so he's home now because we said, "No, you ain't going again. You're having too much fun without us." Yeah, and he he drank all the juice. Because I had vodka and tequila in there, and I was, I was, but it's all gone. So, I've, I, uh, it's tequila, K, 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 sweet and sour mix, and then okay. some more sweet and sour mix. Because I finished off that bottle, 
Uh, let's splash a grenadine just for some color. And then a pretty big splash of a triple sec. That's and then it? A, and then a swizzle. Oh, you know what that you know what that actually does sound like? It sounds like a bar rag special. You know when they ring out the I mean that's the basically a margarita. I mean that is a margarita. Yeah. You know, I mean I threw the grenadine in there, I guess. You know, well, it was worse than what he made it out of the other night when we were flying is a lot yeah. of a lot of more crap in it. I could throw the ninety nine grapes in there. No. Ooh. No, sir. Okay. No. <laughs> no. So that's that's that what I got. Oh look, all the ice has already melted in my glass. Because it's a hundred degrees here at eight forty-five. I got the air conditioner going out here, so it's only ninety in my room. It's it's actually not so bad. You, if you look, um, ladies and gentlemen listening, you can't see, but I have a portable air conditioner out in my garage, and but in the camera they can see it behind me here. Is that the black thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. But, no but you know, if, if yeah. I turn to you know, like where I would normally sit, my chair actually blocks most of the air coming off of it. So I kind of have to sit at an angle. So, so that you get some so, of it. Yeah, because you know, gaming chairs are great. They're high back. A lot of support's fantastic until you have to have an air. <sighs> Bless you, Tim. Thank you. You got to have an air conditioner located yeah, right behind you. At which not point, not a whole lot of air. No, flow, your chair huh? is just a wall. Yeah. And I've got it angled. So my hope is that. The, the cold air hits this monitor, which is at about a 49 degree angle, and it may bounce off of that and deflect a bit to me. That's not how air conditioning works. Oh, I know. I know how air conditioning works. It doesn't out here. It's my house is 78 <laughs> degrees, and my poor air conditioning unit is giving it shit. I mean, it's giving it all it's got. Happen. It just can't keep up. Just can't fucking keep up. But so I'm you not know going to say that it's probably 65 in this room I'm in right now. That is a damn shame. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> if it was 65, I would be naked. You would be well, naked? We keep the house at 70, I'd be naked so I could have 65 own... on my whole body. Oh, okay. <laughs> we keep the house at 70, but this room has its I, own I trunk line off the air conditioning, so it gets the oh. coldest. Oh. And it's the first one off the main air handler, so it gets it. the cold air. The best, the best cold air. Speaking of handling Tim's air, Maria. Yes. What is uh, your show topic for the night? Because it's not, it's not mine. Um, This is. Is this part of our ultimate Hollywood studios? Yes. Because I don't ever knew what the hell that meant anyway. Yes. At all. So we we um, just talk shit. We are. Adam wanted to talk about extinct attractions. We had talked about this a while ago, um, that that should be our next ultimate studios. Um, but Adam was super tired, so he <laughs> went to bed. So he's sleeping, but that's okay. So we're going to be doing um, three of the extinct attractions. Uh, Mikey, you have. Might which one I again? jump in real quick? Yeah. Because. And th- this was a little bit of a conversation I had back and forth with Adam regarding attractions, you know. And we and this this comes up every time we do something like this. What's an attraction? Because I said something is like, well, that's just a show. I mean, okay, but let's talk about Hollywood Studios. Almost everything there is a show. Or at the at, at the time before the extinction went happened happened, it was a lot of shows, man. Yeah. Well, All those big ass buildings. Was. It's... 
right. Exactly. It was a studio. Yeah. So, so trying studio. to find an extinct attraction that wasn't a show, kind of hard, honestly. And I feel like an attraction is anything that you stop and spend time at. I, that is they, to spend yes. time at. I, I yes. would, I would I say that does not necessarily include, in my opinion, the streetmosphere. Even though they do kind of stop in the middle and everyone kind of stops and watches, that's more of a free flowing. Eh. But do they attract your attention? They do, but then they're to, an to, attraction. To that extent, so does the fucking architecture in certain areas of Hollywood studios. So, and, and you could probably make an argument that that is for some people an attraction as well. It's it, and it, I I kind of feel like an attraction is kind of free flowing. That it means something different to each person. Kind of like Stitch is a dog to some people, not to other people. It's not a dog. No, he's not a dog. He's not a dog. He's a dog. He's, no, I will die not. on this hill. He's a dog. You will. Well, I'm not going to say you're alone on that hill because <laughs> I've got every one of y'all motherfucking names on a list. <laughs> I'm like Steve Buscemi putting on lipstick. Okay. <laughs> I got all y'all on a list that you think oh Stitch is a dog. That's hysterical. He's an accident. He... Dogs can be accidents. I mean, 626. God bless. Experiment. We watched that, obviously, on the 26th of last month. Nice. Um, with with the kid. Like last week. And and I was trying to explain to him why we were watching it on that day. 48 minutes it took me to get all the way around the horn to where his that the light finally clicked oh, for God. him. Oh, God. I it was yeah. a, a small nuclear explosion in my living room when it finally went off yeah. for him. He just sat there. He he fucking he he seized like he he, he was shaken mm-hmm. when he realized what the whole thing was. Aww. And oh. I was just like, there there you go. That's the uh, and then I pushed play and I walked off. Yep, there you I go. I let we him were... alone to stew in the six two sixedness. Oh, we were That's actually funny. we were in Adam Kingdom, uh, Adam Kingdom in Magic Adam Kingdom, Kingdom? when Stitch. Adam and I were in Magic Kingdom <laughs> when Stitch took over and TP'd the castle. Oh, really? And took over the monorail. That's fun. And the voice it was him saying, welcome to Stitch Kingdom. <laughs> oh, Maria does a great it Stitch was... from what I understand. <laughs> Fuck you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a lollipop killed than a... <laughs> right. I'm trying to do the face too. It's not coming across. My, my very problem well. is if it, my stitch ends up sounding a lot like Jar Jar Binks. Right. <laughs> Where's the stitch? Well, they're I, not far off. They're not. Like stitch. No, it's not. That's funny. All right. So who's starting this firecracker? Uh, well, show? No, Tim, Tim's going to go last. Speaking of firecrackers, yeah. Tim has the headlining act. Okay. That's true. Let's just not even beat around his bush. Nope. After everybody done ate his meat. Yes. It was it was delicious meat. There's I made so it, much I, meat. I had I, so I, much I make, a, I, I make a good fucking dip, so it's all I got. I, go. I made it like three times over the weekend and uh And the smoked cheese turned out really good too. Yeah, the smoked cheese went a uh, one full pork butt went. You only made one the... one batch of uh sugared pecans though. That was I know. I that was made a party two. foul. Oh, Absolutely. Pecans. Like, instantly. Yeah. Pecans. 
Nope. Gods. Nope. Pecans are in a pie. That pecans are by themselves. No, they're, pecans they're are in a pie. Bullshit. Pecan no. pie, and they are pecans. Pecans you are what them. you do when you were driving and can't pull over to use the bathroom. Right, you pee in a can. Oh, you just yeah. fucking let it go, Lloyd. Mm-mm. I did it in a canoe once. All right. Cracking open my orange creamsicle here. All right, then. Well, then you should go first. Okay. Because I don't even fucking remember what you were doing. I, <laughs> well, after I did it, I wished I wouldn't have. Um, I did Drew Carey's Sounds Dangerous. Oh. You know, someone got finger banged on that. Yes. Ew. Allegedly. I, I could tell you the episode of it, but yeah, because they had no, night vision cameras in there whenever the light goes out, mm. someone oh, decided to careful. get a bit promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alexa has a finger bang? Apparently so. Oh, did she your Alexa turn that. on? Yes, it did. That's hysterical. <laughs> I need to learn how to install that skill on. Never mind. Yeah, just, yeah, just stop. Um, so this this uh, Drew Carey sounds dangerous was a twelve minute show. It opened April twenty second of nineteen ninety nine. It actually replaced two shows before it. So this is an extinct attraction from an extinct attraction from an extinct attraction. So this was the third show that was in this little theater. Um, The original show that was in this little theater was uh, the Monster Sound Show, which was hosted by um, Chevy Chase and Martin Short was one of played one of the roles so from what i understand you were staying overnight in a haunted house and chevy chase was the owner of the haunted house and martin short was like the deranged butler and so it was all about the sound and it had audience participation and like you added sound to the movie reel that you were watching it's like a foley yeah it sounded it actually sounded really, really cool. And then what replaced that was um, something called One Saturday Morning Sound Show, where it was mostly kids, and they added sound to a Saturday morning cartoon of 101 Dalmatians. Um, so after both of those were gone, it was replaced with um, Drew Carey, which is obviously a major upgrade. Um, cause he's just so wonderful. Oh, um, that was your sarcastic voice. That's my sarcastic voice. I went full rocket raccoon on that. I <laughs> apologize. I no, thought, no, he's not. No. Martin Short, Chevy Chase. Right? I would love to see that original one. And I, I, now that I think about it, I might go back and, and try to see if there's anything on YouTube. Um, I tried to watch this on YouTube. It is only 12 minutes long. I couldn't make it through it. It was so bad. <laughs> well, it's mostly an aural experience. It's, it's sounds. M- it's mostly in the dark. Yeah. Well, there's not I mean, then really... that makes for shit television, Maria. It's correct. Absolutely. Just like when we tell people to look at something, it makes for shit radio. True, but we still do it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Much like Disney. So I'll just go through the premise of the show and and try not to throw up in my mouth while I talk about it. Um. So this show begins in the middle of 
the run of the Drew Carey show. So Drew Carey show started on ABC in 95. Um, Whose Line Is It Anyway started in 98, which was also on ABC and still is on ABC. I am fairly certain. No? No, I think it moved to like Hulu or... Oh, did it? Okay. And like Aisha... They're still doing new episodes of it? They are, yeah. Aisha they rebooted Tyler... It. They rebooted it by Aisha Taylor. Taylor. Aisha Tyler or whatever her name is. Yeah. I mean, but um, who she's else the new is host. in it? Is it still uh, got... I mean, is it Colin Mockery, Ryan yeah. Styles? Wayne yep. Brady. Wayne Brady? Yeah. No, Wayne Brady's not in it. Wayne Brady's not in it anymore. No, he, they, re- okay. they replaced Wayne out. Brady with a girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, they replaced okay. Wayne Brady with a girl. Okay. I don't remember her um, name, sadly. I will say, I used to love watching whose line it was so so funny is the epitome of improvisation like yes that that quartet of guys they had up there were absolutely skilled at what they did and and you have to know what the other guy is going to do because it's it's not so much how funny you are it's how well can you feed everybody everybody else else. because it's not it's so good their punchline isn't the joke the, 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 it's what you set them up to deliver the punchline that's right. that that's that's how that works the whole yes and thing. yeah, yeah. The, and even the original that i used to watch the original on comedy central the the the, the english version oh, the of british it. version yeah yeah that was and always that, good. that was that was always hilarious there are some like watching looking back at some of their um like early episodes there were some jokes that were pretty bodied like, <laughs> well, kind, and of, that, and, kind and, of inappropriate. Yeah, well, a lot of that came from that's kind of how it went over in the English version. Like, they can get away with a lot more over there. And I want right. to say Ryan Stiles was on the English before he came over to yes. uh, the stateside yeah. version. So, right. you know, he brought a lot of that with him. Yeah. And uh, that's what was always so freaking hilarious. So, with the... um success of the Drew Carey show <laughs> which I've never watched an entire episode of and um, the really great success of Who's Line Disney decided oh well let's just use him we need a new show for Hollywood Studios let's just use him in we've already got him on a contract it won't exactly. cost us a whole lot well, and- he does one voice over for us and we're out and we know that it, in the 90s, especially, Disney really liked to reuse stars for multiple things. Oh, they still do. I mean, yes, yeah, they, they do. do. But they really did it back then. I mean, think Let me of Martin Short. introduce you to a guy named Tom Hanks. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Tom, Martin Short did the show for Hollywood Studios, and he also did the show in Canada, which were running at the same time. And um, what was the other show? The How... How it was made, or what was the in Epcot? The other one, Epcot. How it was made, or the birth uh, of me, or something like oh. that. He did. It oh. wasn't how it's made because I, I believe that was no, Mark how Summers. I, was made. Oh. I didn't realize that that's that he did yep. that too. Yep. Oh wow! Holy shit! And then yeah, they had a serious run on a Martin Short. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Martin Short. No, I know, but well, like, you? what else you make you? Holy shit! You've seen Inner Space, right? Yeah. Uh, no. I knew she hadn't fucking seen it. That's why I made the statement. I knew you hadn't seen it. Oh, one of the best movies ever. Oh, my God. One of Meg Ryan's finest films. Oh, it's Meg Ryan. Oh, I guess I'll have to watch it this weekend. It's Dennis Quaid. I, is that where they yeah. met? And one I don't of the know. best Mustangs ever on TV. Henry Gibson. <laughs> okay. okay. Please don't have an aneurysm. Listen. Yeah, she hasn't seen fucking Inner Space, man. 
just I'll rectify the situation. I'll let you know what happens. I don't care what you put in your butt. I, not anyway. <clears throat> no, no, not a rectal so, fry. No. Oh. <laughs> so the idea like of this. It in a frosty. <laughs> the idea of this twelve-minute show is that you are part of the audience of you a are. of a pilot of oh. a live reality show called Undercover Live. So. The undercover detective, his name is Charlie Foster, who is played by Drew Carey. And um, there are state-of-the-art, we're, we're going to put that in air quotes, state-of-the-art um, spy cams and super sensitive microphones that he is wearing to take us, the audience, with him as he goes undercover. Um while you wait, before you get into the theater, you get to test your Drew Carey show knowledge by answering trivia questions on the monitors that are positioned around the waiting area. The answer is always Mimi? Probably. <laughs> uh, once in the theater, you pick up headphones that are tethered to the seat so they don't get taken out, cleaned, and then replaced they just stay tethered to the seat so like I, I can't even imagine how many cases of gonorrhoeposyphilitis were caught Maria from those Maria. fucking headphones Maria probably yeah that's true Maria yeah give me a quick favor take yes. your right earbud out look inside that foamy thing how's that look disgusting okay then <laughs> but it's only I mean some of that is not yours, my, some of it's Todd's. It's it's only my ears. So these right? were well, but these weren't the ones that go in your earbuds. These were like the big foam headphones. You think that, that like, helps? No, not at all. But I'm just saying that <laughs> it's maybe a little bit better. That's how you yeah, get the hearing aids. That is so gross. I don't want to put other people's ear funk all over my ear. Where or, do you want to put it? Not anywhere on my oh. body. No, nowhere on my body. Um so the audience is told that nothing is rehearsed or scripted, and they have no idea what's going to happen. It's all a mystery. Uh, so the show begins with a live video of Foster, and he is undercover, but he's in a security guard outfit. So you see from his point of view on his body cam, so you don't actually see him, you see from his body cam that he's wearing, he explains that he is in a snow globe factory because he thinks it's a front for a smuggling operation. He doesn't say what they're smuggling or why he thinks they're smuggling anything. It's just a smuggling operation. Cocaine. And and these, I guess, I don't We all know cocaine. snow globe is a code word for cocaine. I, yeah. The, oh, I mean, it's Drew Carey, okay. so yeah. Well, that's true. Um, so he is convinced that the, the owner of the snow globe factory is this guy who is smuggling whatever. Is his name Pablo? Uh, it is, it is a Latino name, actually. Sicario it's, called it it's fucking very, cocaine. It's very stereotypical. Um, so... He takes, so he takes the camera, the body cam off to show us his face. And just as he does that, he notices that a 
legit security guard for the company is coming around the corner. So instead of pinning the body cam back to his shirt to stay incognito because it's a hidden body camera, um, he puts it in his mouth. Because that is smart. And so it malfunctions. And then the screen cuts out in the theater. Do you see it going in? Like, do you see you're going into his, you're going into. Yep. Your, yep. And he. And yep. It, you see the back of what should be his teeth. <coughs> and he's trying to talk to the security guard that's in front of him. It's bad. It's. Okay, so then the camera malfunctions, and then we no longer can see what is going on. Um, but don't worry, the microphone still works. So well, yeah, we spent the rest the rest of those several minutes in complete and utter fucking darkness, listening to what is going on that we can't see. So he's describing everything that's happening. So he picks up a jar and he goes, oh, it's killer bees. And you hear the bzzz in your fucking ear hole. And it sounds like it's right next to you because it's ultra sensitive microphone Why technology. would there be bees I don't in a cocaine front? Fucking, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, so he describes what he's doing and what is going on. And you hear all of these sounds. Uh, thankfully, it's not a 4D kind of situation where you also feel things because fuck that. If I'm in a dark, dark place and I feel fucking killer bees being shot at my legs like little air pellets, I, I'm out of there. Well, how do you feel like, about not, it's bug's life? I don't. It's not. That's not complete darkness, though. No, like, but you, you get stabbed in the back. No, it's that's not. not that's but... not. That's it, not... it, 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 when you when you go and watch that and and the people who don't know what's going on and they're sitting in front of you and that shit happens holy god an entire right. row of family got up and tried to leave yeah it's the, it, to me that's not that bad this would be way worse I, I if it was 4d like that <clears throat> but thankfully it's not so you just hear everything for the rest of the uh, 12 minute show and you have some instances of like the camera trying to work again so you get like little blurbs on the screen but nothing ever clearly comes back and then it he's like oh i did it whatever the fuck he was trying to do because i couldn't make it through the youtube video he's like oh i did it and it's over i okay i can't believe that this lasted for 10 years give me the date when did it open 99. So 99. April, okay. April 22nd, 1999. Um, it played every fucking day for the next decade. And then finally in 2009, it became seasonal. And even then, it was only open on the days that like they absolutely, absolutely needed more capacity for people to go somewhere. So the busiest days of the year. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, New Year's Fourth Day, Fourth of July, Martin Luther King. Like those were the only, like the holidays were the only time that thing was open. Um, the official closing date is May 18th, 2012. But really the last operating day was the year before, uh, May 11th, 2011, because then 
it was replaced with uh, the Star Wars Path of the Jedi. So now, and the Path of the Jedi played for quite a long time. And then now it is where the new Mickey and Minnie uh, short is being played that corresponds with uh, the Runaway Railway. I couldn't, like, if anybody can look this up on YouTube and, like, actually make it through, kudos to you. It's, I a, just, it's a hot mess. I want to play devil's advocate, okay, for <laughs> just, just a second here, okay? You said 99? Is when it opened, yeah. Okay. Maria, rewind. Go back to Maria 1999, okay? Okay. What were you watching on TV? What was, like, the new crazy hot thing you were all about watching? Uh, Dawson's Creek. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but so let's and, talk about like 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 uh, on MTV. What were you watching on MTV? Was it like Road Rules or Real World? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is this is literally when the reality TV boom was was really taken off and happening. Okay. Yeah. But now, I know. I know. Now, f- l- look at look at the stuff that gets put on YouTube today. The undercover nonsense that people are doing where they're hiding cameras and they're going and they're doing shit like this. Right. With the exception of put it putting it in your mouth. Okay? <laughs> you you show me a 12-year-old with a YouTube account on his Android phone that was passed down from, you know, three other older siblings isn't going to watch some shit like this nonstop on YouTube. Yeah, parts of I, this were uh, ahead of its time, I think. With just what's going on, I think. But it seems I, like just a variation of a theme of what it was the last two times right. it was. And the, la- well, well, and the two times before that, it was well, interactive. They, they had to keep with the same thing because, my, I mean, I assume everything else probably used them same fucking headphones. Yeah. Probably. So... You were limited, and, and yes, in true Disney fashion, they said, "Hey, who's popular right now?" And for some reason, it was Drew Carey. I mean, he was the probably the top earner on ABC at that point in time. He had yeah, two shows. This is, this is post TGIF. Yes, it, yeah. Well, and he wasn't. He was never part of TGIF either. Anyway, he was like no, a but, Tuesday, I mean, Wednesday, you, you, Thursday. You show. saying top earner? And I mean, listen. <laughs> during the, the TGIF days, you could tell me Carl Winslow wasn't packing some seats. Oh no, he definitely was, but he only had one show. Well, yeah. Drew Carey. And had when it's two. that good, how fucking many do you need? Well, that's true. But wait. There's more. There's more. There's more. <clears throat> oh, good. I was hoping there would be. When you left the theater, there was a post-show area. Where you, could, meet and greet? where you could go to sound kiosks, put on similar headphones, and listen yep. to more sounds. Also, another round of killer beats. Because you need that twice. Were they convicted, or are we just assuming they were killer beats? I mean, innocent until proven guilty? Right. Was this around the same time where the killer bee hype was coming around? Like all the killer bees were coming from Africa to I kill? I don't think so. I remember Robbies. that because we found some here in nowhere, Arkansas. And everyone was like, hey, McGee, McGee. 
And I was like, okay. I mean, whatever. I'm already allergic, so fucking any bee is a killer bee to me. I'm not. Uh, no, this says 1985. <laughs> and then in 1990. No. Yeah, 90s. There was Literally. another wave that happened in the 90s, but now we got murder hornets. So I, I feel like people just want to attach, you know, devious adjectives to just what they do. And well, now, which is now we have killer hornets, so it's they've upped no, their if, game. Listen, if if you don't fuck with them, they don't fuck with you. Right. Well, I have never once. No, I, no wasps even, are bastards. And, wasps yeah. are bastards. Oh yeah, anyway. no, they're assholes. But again, I I've had wasps flying around me when I'm fishing, and if I don't, I don't cast when they're flying around me. That's for damn sure. But for the most part, they just I just leave them alone. They leave me alone, and we go about our days. None the wiser. I'm alive. They're alive. It's a symbiotic relationship, really. We're like, I'm. It's like sharks, and them fish that swim underneath a shark. I think there it begins as an R. Remora? Nah, I think that's an that's an eel. No, that's a moray. Oh, no, that's a type of art style. All right, Mikey. <laughs> what's your hey, Maria. What's your attraction? Well, listen. I decided go big or go home. You went big. Well, no, I was home. Well, at you went big at home? He went blowed up. I did. Yes. I did. No, I went the other way. I went shrinked up. Well, the scenery was blowed up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is one of the uh, extinct and currently departed attractions at Hollywood Studios that I actually got to uh, take, take part in, in attending. I went with the, uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie set adventure. Which is what it's called, like on paper. But when you go to it, on the marquee in front, it's called the Honey I Shrunk the Kids Playset Adventure. So it's like an either-or kind of thing, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, but uh, it, it was it, it occupied an eleven thousand square foot area off of the streets of America, and it was it ended up being a play area for kids. We're going to use quotation marks on that. All right. Uh, it's around, themed after the film. What, the play area or the kids? The kids. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it was definitely a play area. <clears throat> themed after the, the the original film, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, the playground, like I said, was located in the Streets of America area. And while it was billed as a child play area, it was not your typical playground like you'd come across at any of the resorts on property. Um, entering this play set uh, it would call for guests to walk through a facade of what looked like a theater which was kind of weird like that that didn't necessarily fit with what you were about to experience but it gave them a marquee that could light up at night and they could put letters on um, now walking through uh, this uh, open door theater facade um, you would start seeing like structure and scaffolding and stuff like what you would expect to see on a movie set or a sound stage or something to that effect. And then off behind that, you can see a bunch of green shit. That's what I'm wondering. Just, just a bunch of green shit. Um, as, and, and when you leave all of that and you're fully inside, you find yourself just completely surrounded by uh, objects of just like a, an unimaginable scale because at that point, you are, in theory, the size of... Uh, of an ant you know you've got um you're you're in a yard you're in a lawn okay so the grass that's surrounding you is some of it's 30 feet tall in places 
and everything else that occupies it is scaled similarly. So it looks totally huge com compared to your, you know, diminutive size. The, the design crew on this uh, playground area included Disney Imagineer Shannon Hannaway and uh, third-party artists Philip Vaughn and Richard Vaughn. Uh, no relation because the Vaughns are spelled differently. I checked. Interesting. Right? How, <laughs> how do you spell Vaughn differently? Uh, well, one has an A between the H and the N, and the other just cuts to the fucking chase. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, Richard Vaughn created the concept art, the sketches, and everything for the area. And then Philip Vaughn and Shannon uh, brought it to life first in a scaled-down miniature of the entire area. And, uh, and then after that, they brought it, uh, to obviously, to full size. Um, the scaled-down version was used mostly for... Uh, running past the uh, various engineers that, that knew shit because this whole area had to be hurricane proof. So it's, you know, it's one thing to look at it and go, oh, wow, this is really cool because everything's big. and, and But yeah, at the same time, it's like, but what's it made out of? What kind of skeletal structures inside that 30-foot tall blade of grass? Because it has to handle a hurricane. So kind of a, you know... A, substantial undertaking um, so now did they say what it was made of uh, nope. is it like like steel I, I'm assuming it's like a steel structure I'm sure it was a steel frame probably had some pretty thick uh, steel pipe that ran down into concrete right. uh, shit underground what do you call that uh, stanchions ah, I dug that shit out of some serious mire to come up with the word stanchions um, so speaking of the other Vaughn, uh, Philip, uh, he has actually actually done several art installments, you know, since this, because um, that was his primary thing was like he's an artist. And uh, Dizzy's like, hey, uh, art, art this for us, but it needs to be big and, and be made. But he has done um, like outdoor art installments uh, all across the globe, and he's actually worked on several accessible play areas for children he's got a whole uh i i mean i hesitate to use the word playground because it dumbs down what it is but it's built right. for the blind oh but juniors so like i guess that would be like your teenagers and stuff like that so it's i mean yeah oh, he's, that's cool. he's he's done more than just this you know since then and um as far as the uh, Imagineer Shannon Hannaway, um, she was also, uh, I mean, she, she mostly worked in Hollywood studios, but she also um, had her hand in the uh, the building of that big-ass AT-AT that you can see. Well, like one-third of it, but, you know, it's like the front third. Oh, that's cool. Online is a picture of, of her and, and, the, and the other Imagineers standing in front of it. And they got the tiny maquette in front of them, but they're in front of the big one back in the background. So that's pretty cool. Um, now, as far as the uh, shrunk playset, and I use the term shrunk in this because apparently, honey, 
I shrunk the kids is not proper grammar. Maria, you should have picked up on that, being that you're a grammatical uh, uh, gangsta. She can't um, even cut a cake right. She's going to pick up on that. Well, you know, she, <laughs> geometry's not her thing, Tim. <laughs> no. It would be, honey, I have shrank the kids, I believe is the absolute proper way to put that. Or, honey, I did shrink the kids. But shrunk? Nope. Nope. The grammar Nazis have said that's not correct. So we'll see what happens in the future reboot involving Rick Moranis and Josh Gad. How they, uh, it should be, honey, I shrank the kids. Right. Yes. Because shrank but, is the past tense of yeah, shrink. Yeah, shrink, shrink, shrunk. I yep. know. Drink, drink, drunk. Stink, stink, stunk. Yes. Um, so as far as the play set, this was actually Disney's first, quote, playground in a theme park, quote, uh, attractions that they had done. And um, this would have been Philip Vaughn. Uh, he actually said that the goal for this was to create an interactive experience just for kids that would combat the usual passive ride experiences that theme parks have been basically built off of. So you go on a ride, you sit down, and you you experience it passively. This would let them get in there and have more active experience within uh, a theme park. So that and, almost sounds like he viewed it as not really a playset, but... I don't want to say an a, attraction. A, I don't want to say a ride. No, no. Like but he, they're all he viewed it. Yeah, he he really did view it as more than just a spot for parents to be like, go run. Exactly, exactly. A babysitter. Yeah, yeah. it was more than just being a babysitter experience. Right. Um. And uh, so now he says when it opened, it was amazing. Uh, the response was fantastic, and they had lines out the gate. Depends on the size of the gate. All right. That's probably a shrunk down gate. Yeah, honey, I did. I, honey, I shrunk the gate. Um, shrank it. So it was. It ended up actually being pretty polarizing as far as the guests uh, were concerned. Adults found it to be a bit stifling in the Florida heat. And kids were like, this is amazing. I'm an ant. It's like uh, Dan Aykroyd in the movie 1943. I'm a bug. So... Russell Cole will get that joke, and that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> uh, but both adults and kids uh, were able to agree on the fact that the theming of the area was spectacular. So, the theming, what, what's included with the whole concept of theming, aside from big-ass, you know, weeds and grass and stuff like that, well, there was also several instances of some big-ass product placement such as an enormous roll of Kodak film. I remember that. That you could climb up the side and then slide down out of the unspooling film that, that was coming out. And, and I know as this got long in the tooth, because I'm looking at these photographs and stuff like that, and you're looking at some pictures and you can tell they're scanned in, like someone took the picture with a camera, took it to Walmart, got it printed off, Maybe a Walgreens, whatever. Yeah. Got it printed off, and it's got like the date and time in the LCD in the bottom right hand corner of the image, you know. But as I'm looking through this, I find one that has a mom taking a picture of her kid with her cell phone. And this was like circa ugh, 2011, 2012. So I'm like, okay, this was when that 
really started catching on using your phone to, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they, I'm sure the kids were like, what the fuck am I sliding down, mom? Like, what is this thing, you know? Roll a film. You know what that fucking means. But uh, you had you had the Kodak film, and it was obvious that this would have been a product placement since Kodak sponsored the entire area for 26 years. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how long it was open. And that wasn't the only bit of product placement. You also had that, that that was just the largest scaled one, which makes sense because that's who's paying for it. Uh, but you also had a uh, a big container of Play-Doh with Play-Doh exploding out of the top of it and a uh, supersized super soaker uh, laying out there in, in the yard under the grass. The problem with like the super soaker and the Play-Doh is like, if you look at this, how big the film was, and you know how big a little roll of film is for a small 30 millimeter, 35 millimeter camera, and then you see how big the Play-Doh was, the scale isn't there. Like, you could fit the Play-Doh inside the film canister. So, right. and the scale fluctuates based on how much room they got. I mean, I can, I can get it. It's not like the Play-Doh and the Super Soaker were small, but I would say think more Toy Story sized, unless you're a bug sized. If that makes any sense, you know, like <clears throat> you'd be the size of Combat Carl compared to the Super Soaker and the Play-Doh, but compared to the 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 film, you're you're ant sized. Um, and speaking of the Super Soaker, uh, it it actually did spray a pretty serious jet of water that went across the playset. Um, it helped, you know, to cool you off because it was stifling. Um, in addition to that, the other, um, I'll call it a water feature, I guess. I don't know. There was like a 50-foot section of water hose overhead that, you know, it had leaks in like, you know, places and stuff like that to drip on you when you walked over. Like, they would drip, but the super soaker would shoot a blast. Um, and the, these locations were where, you know, funnels were kids and, and, and people were always uh, moving through. So they would get like a little bit of relief. <laughs> a little bit. Um, <clears throat> now, course i did mention that the parents thought this was pretty uh, stifling and and hot af uh because with all these tall black tall grasses and there were i mean it was tall grass all the way around uh you you really couldn't get any wind especially considering that you're like in the middle of like you know the streets of america so you've got buildings and then you've got grass as tall as the buildings and you're in the middle of all that there's not much of a breeze uh disney did eventually install a bunch of tall pedestal fans throughout the area uh, off in the background to try to help move uh, hot air around. But you know, you, you do what you can with what you got. All right. Uh, other oversized items scattered uh, throughout the Zelensky's backyard, which, you know, should oversize them fucking fans, if you ask me. Uh, there's like a two-story paperclip. Just, just there. It's just there. It that doesn't necessarily fit because if I got a paperclip in my backyard, it's probably bent to a weird shape. True. But uh, yeah, there's a big ass paperclip. Um, the biggest light bright peg I think I've ever seen, kind of shoved in the dirt and the grass back there. Uh, there's a wooden tinker toy cog, and 
just this terrifyingly huge uh, bee that is menacingly kind of perched over the entire play area. And, you know, if you've never seen the movie, you, you wouldn't know how uh, uh, pivotal the, the bees were uh, in it. And uh, also, uh, if you haven't seen it, you wouldn't know, but there's, there's a, an oatmeal cream pie big enough to feed the fucking Raiders football team out there. And then my favorite thing, because, you know, we've done this before, uh, the most absolutely adorable ant that's just hanging out and the kids can climb on it, and pose for pictures, and it's so fun. It's so cute. It's great. I love the ant thing. My kids did it. It's fun. Uh, speaking of climbing, uh, like that is like one of the central ideas for play here with the exploration is lots and lots of climbing. So firstly, you've got this huge complex of spider webs, which ends up really being mostly just like a, is this, this tall multi-level tower of cargo netting, but like the entrance to it kind of looks like a funnel spiders, you know, kind of den going on at that. That looks pretty cool. I will say no spiders. Uh, no giant spiders here or in the movie, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's because well, people what, are fucking terrified of spiders. Was it a, was it a scorpion? Scorpion. It was a yeah. scorpion. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't. Uh, was there, there were spiders in Honey I Shot the Audience though. Oh, Wasn't were there? There was. That's a, I don't know. It's a spiders whole different. Was a snake. It was. I, know, I remember the snake. I don't remember the spiders. It, it was tough looking up details about the playground because almost everything gave you like three paragraphs of the playground and thirty on Honey I Shrunk the Audience. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's oh wait, that, that's a different thing. Can't, can't keep going. But yeah, you had you had the big cargo netting spider webs thing because you know fucking every kid's playland in the '90s had cargo netting because it was cheap and it uses a lot of energy to climb up. Plain and simple. Um, and but in addition to that, there's also just freaking. It seems like miles of like uh, ant trails cut through the mounds of dirt and gaps between plant roots and under trees and shit like that. Like there's like thirty different ways and paths to get to the one location. You can the the, the straight path, or you can climb through shit and crawl under shit to get there. And really. The only location anybody and everybody wanted to go to was at, at the very back of the playland at like the, the, the highest point I think you could actually climb up to, which would have been uh, the dog's nose. Because at the very back of it, you had this huge kind of semi squishy, but totally textured out black nose of a dog coming in between a bunch of plants and, and, and weeds and stuff. I assume it's supposed to be Little Quark, which was the dog from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But you get up there, and you can kind of hear him breathing. And, and you can actually climb through the fucking nose if you wanted to. But he would breathe, he, he would inhale and kind of snort. And every once in a while, he'd blow out like a puff of air, or he would like like sneeze, basically. And you'd get this mist of moisture come out that would fucking just coat you with all the air. It's just like, think of the uh, the nasty jerk-off plant in um, uh, Animal Kingdom, <laughs> but you're inside it. Yep. Uh, classic. I love it. Um, like I said, my family did it. I, I did it. I, I loved this. Like, uh, it was our first visit to Disney World. 
me and my boys went up there. I thought that it was just so imaginative. It was so fun. It was one of those spots that just, it just, to me, it just exudes wonder. And uh, the scope of it all just, just had me totally awestruck because I loved the movie growing up. Um, I don't remember it being super hot there when I went, but to be honest, it, it I, was I, definitely I, uh, kind of like a quagmire. It was like a breeze blocker. Yeah. Everything that was in there was yeah, a breeze well, blocker. I mean, I, but I, I did appreciate the fact that there was a lot of shade because the grass blocked a lot of sun. Yeah. A lot more shade than you got on Toy Story Land. <laughs> Anything is more shade more than Toy Story Land. <laughs> I think you're right. The surface um, of the sun has more shade <laughs> than Toy Story Land. Which um, is yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, when this was open and it was running, you know, a high point for it was you could take your kids there. They did have cast members at all the exits. So it's like a kid could accidentally leave. There was a bit of uh, you could let your guard down while you sat on a bench and let them run around. Or if you're like me, you, you ran around with them because fuck that noise. All right. I'm in the backyard of the Zelensky's. I'm, I'm doing this uh, now. Not there now because, you know, Galaxy's Edge had to get built. Somehow Muppets got spared, but we lost. Well, it <sighs> left before that, did it not? When did this close? Plans. Uh, well, it closed in 2016. Which is when everything closed That's that it? had to do with... Right. Yeah. Everything that had to do with their making of Bad 2 closed in 2016. Yep. Which leaves it... this oh. attraction having one hell of a run. Considering that the IP it was based on was 27 years old when it closed. Wow. It, it was open for 26 years. Here's here's let me here look at this 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 well, M, MGM Studios opened May of 1989. Honey, I Struck the Kids came out the next month, June 89. Mm-hmm. This opened up December of 1990. Oh wow! I'm sure they were still banking on the popularity of Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in Epcot because that was wildly popular in Epcot. It, I did that yeah. many, it was many probably times. Riding off the coattails yeah. of of that attraction as well, not just the movie. Sure, and and that's just good. Uh, that's uh, that's Tiger, right? Yeah, would have okay. been right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that 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 would have just been no. That's Eisner. No, that was Eisner. Eisner. I get a mix up. It sound like that's just that's good foresight and 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 saturation and whatever. Uh, but at the same time. <laughs> I'm an adult. I grew up with that movie. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I mean, I say I grew up with that movie. When did it? Oh yeah. I came out in, in, in 89. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just, I just thought it was cool because just the whole concept of you're shrunk down. Everything else is giant around you. It just, it was fun. Like for me also, I'm a, I'm a toddler. So it was, it was great. I, I, w- I mean, I would have climbed up on the little ant, but I knew better because I'm a big old son bitch and boy. So I can remember going through this playset when I went with my family when I was in high school. I I want to say I didn't play on it because I would have been almost 16 at the time. <laughs> yeah, but you still would have only been four foot tall. So That's very true. Could have passed for a kid. But I do. Could have passed for a fucking mite. I do remember. Um, going because 
while I was a sophomore, my brother was in sixth grade. So he would have run around on it. Um, so I remember being there. I remember seeing the oatmeal cream pie. Or I remember getting up on the ant. I, I'm fairly certain we have a picture of all three of us <laughs> someone kids. someone you up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Mikey. Uh, I, I think we have a picture of all three of us kids lined up on that ant. That's your job. When this drops, you got to find that picture. I got to find that picture. I don't know where I'll, it would be. I, I've got the. I, I've got the picture. I'm sure of my Cecilia kids knows where it is. I'm, I'm so sure. Sh- I'm exactly where it sure is. Sure, my mother knows. Yes, exactly where that picture would be, and would be very willing to uh, embarrass me sure. of it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I distinctly remember this when I was in high school, but I do not remember it when Todd and I went for our first time together which would have it still would have been open i'm trying to think i i, I didn't pay that much attention to uh, the photos and stuff that i that i looked at when i was doing the research on this but like i feel like i remember it had like a a mesh net all the way across the top of it oh um i mean it had mesh around the sides of it yeah or, I mean, well, I mean, maybe like, it like wasn't around the sides me, of it. I, I, I like, I, it, I, no, I, I think yes, I remember that. I'm looking at a picture right now, and there, yes, there was mesh around the top of it, probably, probably to, to keep, keep birds keep out. Birds out, yeah. Because then, yeah. oh, that's a teeny, 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 tiny bird. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it was a people aviary. We've never interacted with it. Never been inside of it. We've always walked past it. Yeah, I mean, you never would have though. That's no, yeah, because we never went with kids. Right, and... yeah. yeah, exactly. I I did. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, not gonna, I would have gone in without them. Just interesting that they didn't honest. have a uh, a burning cigarette <laughs> in the. Well, that was because that would have been on an grata back in right. the late nineties. That would have been was anti-smoking back super then. Super interesting though, since that was in the movie. And that's Matt Frewer, I believe, is the actor. Who played the neighbor, and I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He always plays just these little characters and and, and stuff. Um, oh, they have the. He big was the fly. voice of Max Headroom. They had that big fly in the <clears throat> in the playset too, and they, uh, I mean, and a Tinker just, Toy. You gotta Which think Tinker Toy is probably repurposed into Toy Story Land now. And see, you, I, oh, I see, I thought. I'd never even a lot thought about of that. This stuff would have been perfect in Toy Story Land, but I thought a lot of what I was seeing when I walked through there came from props from the movie. But no, none of it. Oh. It was inspired by that. So they all built it fresh. Disney yeah. did just for this uh playset. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. If it, it was fun for me, I mean, it wouldn't have been a once and done because I would have gone in it many times just for the the sheer wonder of it you know because you don't often feel like you're tiny well him and i don't often feel like we're tiny (laughs) thanks for that i'm always looking out for you oh are you yeah that's why you can find me in the backyard suspended (laughs) with a magnifying glass with my eyes thank you so much the, the last fucking episode i was on i talked about rick moranis and Zelensky. i think so yeah you did you're right there we go. I've come no circle. 
<laughs> I mean, there are Tinker Toys in Toy Story Land, but I don't see the. I mean, uh, is there Play-Doh? Uh, I I thought so. No, the Tinker Toys at Toy Story Land are all up and down it. Right, right. They roll up in the air, holding right. lights and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's not part of it. But. All right. Well, you know what? We've all waxed philosophical. It's time for the Peace de Resistance, which is German for uh, Tim. <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but... Oh. We're going to go we'll with, go it. with it. Oddly enough, my attraction was based on a French attraction. So it's kind of European. So lights, motors... Action Extreme Stunt Show, or as it was referred to in Walt Disney Studios Park in Disney Paris, was Motors Action Stunt Show Spectacular. Oh, no lights. No lights. Which makes sense. It was during the day, so you didn't need them. You didn't need them. I mean, especially with all the flames and shit, you didn't need them. So the show was designed to be and look like a movie set, <laughs> and it was dedicated to show the process of how action movies are created. The French version of the show opened in time with the premiere of Walt Disney Studios Park on March 16, 2002. The Hollywood Studios version opened in 2005 during the happiest celebration on Earth, in which all four Walt Disney World theme parks opened a new attraction that had been copied from another Disney resort. They've been doing it ever since. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Recycle, recycle, recycle. Revolving around a series of energetic stunts featuring automobiles, the show, the show runs for about under 40 minutes and includes scenes of car-based action, pyrotechnics, jet ski chases, and physical stunt work. The cars are followed by cameras and film, both shot during the show and pre-recorded, and is shown in the audience via a giant, like, Jumbotron TV above the stadium. Herbie the Lovebug previously made an appearance in an intermission in the middle of the show, but was replaced by Lightning McQueen from Cars in 2011. I didn't see... I didn't see that one. Yeah, I the last time, uh, The last time we were there was 2007, and I was not going back. The seeing, I mean... It's 2014. Seeing like a full-size Lightning McQueen come out with the hydraulics <clears throat> and the whole thing, it was it was really cool. But you know what? If you see the Lightning McQueen in Cars Land in Disneyland, you don't need to see this one. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying. I saw yeah. this and it was it was really it was it was it was it was cool. And if anybody knows me and knows how big of a Cars fan I am, like the movie and just and, and real Cars for me to not go back to this thing to see Lightning McQueen is a big deal. I mean, you, we'll, I'll tell you why at the end. Of the you've, you've, you've gone on record to say Cars 2 is the best Cars movie. I'm not. Oh. I I've gone on record saying the exact movie. opposite. You're fucking wrong, Maria. I love that movie. Him carry on. Again, she's wrong. That's alright. That's how I live my life. Romander's Nightmare. It's <laughs> Fever Dream. <laughs> So the show arena was inspired by a Mediterranean village in the south of France, and the arena's construction forced Studio Backlot Tour to be cut in half because it was to be built on part of the Backlot Tour, and the part of Backlot Tour that got cut was Residential Street. And that was all the houses from Splash 2 
Golden Girls, Empty Nest, and Ernest. Don't Save fucking say Christmas. it, Tim. That's the poor shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was. Mikey. I would, if I had I known, I would have gone out there and chained myself to the mailbox. <laughs> you just change yourself to the Golden Girls on I. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm chained myself to Ernest's. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? So this is weird. So the show was sponsored in Walt Disney World Studios Park by General Motors. So in France, it was sponsored by General Motors through their Opal division. In okay. Hollywood Studios, it was sponsored by Koch Industries through its brawny paper towel division. What? Yep. Well, because yes. you had to wipe the sweat off with something. Yep. Okay. Because it was like a thousand degrees. In it was studio, very in hot, arena. yes. And then they put you on a skillet. Yeah, yes. those benches were... Off no, uncomfortable. those were not benches. What that were was they? just those were just sheets of aluminum yeah, that you well, sat that, on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those are stadium seats. So in January fifteenth, twenty sixteen, Disney announced that the Hollywood Studios location would close on April second for the construction of Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. Well, they gambled and lost on that one. <laughs> oh yeah! Right? Oh yeah! <laughs> The Paris version of the show closed on March 15, 2020, nearly 18 years after it initially opened. The closure was expected as part of the studio park's expansion, but it was moved forward due to the closure that everything faced in that year due to COVID. The show has more than 40 vehicles in backstage and in the maintenance garage, and the primary hero car which the action revolves around is a custom-built design for the show, while the Pursuit villain cars are opal courses. Hmm. The hero cars are all painted red, while the Pursuit cars are painted black, so the guests can easily tell the difference between the two of them. It includes specially designed cars that look identical to the others used in the show, two of which are the red hero cars. One substitute hero car has the body shell oriented backwards to allow the driver to be appear to be driving in reverse. The other has a seat and a steering wheel bolted onto the side of the car away from the audience so that the car appears to be driving without anyone inside. Which is a trick Disney has been doing with their pervy movies and just the beginning of them doing car movies. One of the substitute black pursuit cars is cut in half behind their front doors so that it can appear to explode during a scene in the show. All the cars, while they appear simple, are reinforced with rally car roll cages for driver safety and are powered by Suzuki Hayabusa 1300cc 175 horsepower motorcycle engines. You know, I thought so that's what it was. Of, I they got a lot of weight stripped off. Oh yeah, they. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay. Sorry. The only weigh. I'll drink my but 1322 pounds, and our wheel-wheel drive to allow the cars to drift. Mikey, what are you drinking? It's 99 grapes. Why? Straight? Well, because You're drinking 99 I'm... grapes straight? Because, well, it's Dimatap. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, it's alcohol. Well, more alcoholic Dimatap. Yeah, it is. I don't because anything good is inside the house, and I love Lights, Motors, Action, so I can't leave to go get it because, <laughs> oh I mean, God. listen, you know Tim's voice. <laughs> It'll either put you to sleep or give you a chubby, and I'm Sometimes down both. for both right now. Sometimes it'll do both. It's called oh. a kickstand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just stops from rolling off the bed. Okay. 
Okay. So the car Continue if you have, dare, Tim. Or, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We'll talk more. More car talk. You know. Oh, Mikey more, more boner talk. Shit. Well, I mean, car talk is boner talk. Damn right it is. So the car's transmissions have four sequential forward and four sequential reverse gears. That's fucking stupid. Them, oh, it allows them to be driven back backwards at high speed. Yeah, no, I know, but I just, I've, I, I, no, I don't think I can handle four forward. I can do four forward, perfect, no issue. I wouldn't get so out of first backwards. <laughs> it's a bump shift system, so the driver just has to hit the lever just to go up a gear and pull it back wants to go down a gear. There better be something that's to tell me what gear I'm in or I'm, I'm sure reversing at the wrong time. I'm sure, there was. No, it's, say, yeah. I'm sure it was. The emergency brake automatically releases when the driver lets go. And the drivers wear heavy protective suits and to keep them cool, a cooling system in front of the car pumps cold water through the suits. And just the audience kind of needed that as well. Fucking A they did. So wait, Seriously. these guys are hooked up to the car? They're yeah. basically plugged into the radiator? Well, yeah, just yeah. like F1 racers. They're plugged in. Oh, I, would, I don't know anything car. about that. Yeah, F1 racers have the same thing. They have a water cooling suit. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. So, let's talk about the queue. So, when the show's not running and the audience <laughs> is exiting or entering the stadium, queue music is playing and the billboard television screen shows trivia questions about films and movies with car trace chases and destruction in them. Featuring scenes from The Rock, Con Air, Enemy of the State, Gone in 60 Seconds, and for some reason, only in France, Speed, and Ronin. Okay, hang on. Three of those are Nicolas Cage films. Yes. Now, Ronin is a fucking amazing car chase movie. That mm -hmm. is stupid good. Sean Bean, uh, De Niro... That that's amazing. So I can I can get why that is shown because it takes place in Europe, and it is like top five car chase movies. Yeah, but why isn't Speed? I mean, I love Speed, Keanu and. They, they, I mean, it's a bus, not mm. really a chase, really. Mm. No. Yeah, but it's it's a stunt scene though. It's all about stunt scenes. Yeah, and... but I, I mean, remember that for the whatever bridge. reason I remember the Italian job was. Oh, well, the Mini Cooper. Yeah, was yeah. I mean, that was just fun racing, but it was, montage too. I don't remember any of it because it was fucking hot. The queue was just walking underneath the stadium risers and shit. Yep. It yeah. seemed like for half an hour. Yep. And, but and that was the best part because you were shaded. But it was still. <laughs> then hot. you had to go. Then you had to go get in the grandstands. That's where I was like, these are grandstands. That's all these were were grandstands, yes. and you yep. had to sit there, and it was all well and good until. Tim will get to the part later. Yep. Okay, so the pre-show, like I said, features all the clips of car chases. The main show starts off with a called the Ballet Chase, featuring the red hero car being chased by five black pursuit cars. The scene ends with the hero car jumping backwards off a ramp and a fifth specially designed car being blown in half. Those were the black cars that were specially designed to be cut in half. While the next scene is being set up, you observe an effect on the big screen to film and how they film with a low camera angle and explain how video assist works and introduces the hero car driver explaining how the second hero car is designed so the driver faces out the back was used for the backwards jump. The next scene 
called the blockade chase is set in a marketplace with the car chase taking place around obstacles such as trucks and farm stands and the scene ends with the hero car driving up the back of a truck bed over a second truck and landing on an airbag. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. As the third scene is being set up, a driverless hero car is shown and an audience volunteer is brought down to drive it via remote control. This is where the alleged audience participation takes place. After the volunteer appears to to lose control of the vehicle, it is revealed that the car actually does have a driver who is hidden on the far side of the vehicle out of sight of the audience. This is the hero car that has the seat and the steering wheel opposite on the outside of the car that you can't see. The fourth sequence, which is the motorcycle chase, begins with the hero going into a motorcycle shop and commandeering a blue motorcycle and is chased by two black pursuit motorcycles and three cars. The hero later switches to a red jet ski and eventually faces his pursuit on foot. Oh, that's right. They had that water... Like yep. the little water channel in the front, in the front the, yeah. right? Yep. Which is where a lot of the flames come out of at the end of right. the show. And yeah, yeah. And cooks everybody in the, the flame embargo is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So the scene features a stuntman falling 30 feet from a building into an airbag, as well as the rider of one of the pursuit motorcycles catching on fire. As the final scene is set up, they explain the specially treated clothing that allowed the final rider to be set on fire. The final scene begins with footage being shown on the large video screen of the previous stunt sequences edited into a finished film. And as the film on the screen reaches its climax, fire erupts in the canal area at the front of the stage, and the hero car appears on stage being chased by a black pursuit car and heads behind one of the buildings. A few seconds later, the hero car re-enters from the second story of the building, down the bed of a truck parked in the front of the building, and jumps a ramp across the canal directly towards the audience fireworks and explosions and this the car exits through a tunnel under the grandstands yeah i remember that. And this was this is when disney decides to cook all the audience members oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's 100 degrees in florida in the middle of july and then it's 3000 degrees in that yeah you get flambe realistically that they should have just given you a you know a pat of butter when when you when yep. you went in just to Some go garlic. ahead yep yep a little garlic um it damn hot, but some human escargot. Uh, all, all that said, not to take anything away from any of these. There's a lot going on with this that could go wrong, and yes. they are some oh, yeah. absolutely talented uh, yep. professionals <laughs> that that would do this day in, day out, day out, several times, times a day, day and hit their marks every time. Yep. So it's. When you watch it the first time, you're wowed because it was a, spect- a spectacle. But it, I think it takes thinking about it after the fact of all the stuff going on because, yeah, it, it's motor vehicles. And then you got some pyrotechnics. You got, but, but you've also got just, you know, bare knuckles, uh, stunt guy work, just doing some falls and stuff like that. I mean, there's. There's a whole lot going on. That were the, there was a whole lot going on in this show. More, in my opinion, more than indie. Oh, and right, yeah, yes. absolutely more than indie. Absolutely more than indie. I mean, I, I would, e- even in the heat, 
it was yeah it felt miserable but honest to god it was it was i it was I would a great sit, show i would sit for it again just because of the spectacle of it i mean i we we did this twice once when it first opened and when we, the first time we went for um we went right before the official happiest celebration on earth and then we went for our big family trip two years after and it it's just so damn hot in that stadium. It is. Yeah. Todd loved this show. Um, when we went, I want to say that Herbie Fully Loaded had just come out. Is that the one with the uh, with, low hand? Yeah. The low hand yeah. And, and <laughs> so Herbie was a prominent figure in the show. But maybe well, Herbie I'm wrong. was the original intermission when it opened it. And I remember it was. Two Herbies was the one that split in half lengthwise. Right. I remember that one. The one that was actually on display in Baclator. Right. Oh, maybe that was it then. And there's the other Herbie that was doing all kinds of different stunts as well. There was two Herbies, I think, that did the intermission show. Okay. Maybe it was still the intermission show then. I got to figure, you put a Hayabusa and a Beetle, that fucker's going to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, now people are putting him in smart cars. Are they... Uh, Okay, click hole engage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're not going to go down that hole. Because there's still more. <laughs> okay. So, afterwards, a curtain call of all the vehicles used in the movie shoot is shown, and the black pursuit cars and the motorcycles come out, all the faces of the heroes in the film come out. The stunt coordinator explains that all the vehicles that were shown during the show were specifically designed for each individual stunt in each movie shoot, and that all the drivers and stunt people are highly trained, and skills at what they do and do not try this at home. Who's who, the crew who's then, trying this at home? Oh, it's America. I, People will well, try this okay. at home. All right. You're this right. is literally seen, seen in, you, the, yeah, yes. This is literally Florida in Florida, Florida and she Florida wants man. to know. Yep. Yeah, okay. Touche. Yep. So the crew then tells the audience to enjoy the rest of the day at Disney's Hollywood Studios and then you know some other version in France and to drive safely. The vehicles then exit the visible part of the stage to the audience, but the red hero car is the last to leave. The red hero car does some drifting turns, waves at the audience, and you know does grandstanding and then leaves. The ending music plays. The television screen returns to you know its setup picture. The cue music plays, and then you know you're ushered out so the crew can get ready for the next show. After the show, you get an, an actual official announcement saying ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed lights motors action extreme stunt show and remember these vehicles are all specially designed for these stunts and our stunt performers were all highly trained and skilled at what they do do not try any of this on your own have a great day at disney's hollywood studios I, who did it it was a who great tried show to do it tim i'm sure there's oh. somebody in oh, Florida i thought you had it. i thought you had something i listen no with the number of jet skis I, around i mean so, someone's tried well, the, the, yeah. the, the sea do jet ski stuff, but yeah, it's so currently, you know, Disney likes to leave Easter eggs <gasps> in certain attractions when they're replaced by other attractions. And Go currently, on. there are two Easter eggs still in the park over and Sunset Boulevard between the bathroom area, between Once Upon a Time and Legends of Hollywood Store. There's a penny machine you can still get. Lights, motor, action, <gasps> press penny. Shut up. No. Wait. What? 
Mike, Mikey more. needs. Mikey needs. This, this is gonna this is gonna geek Mikey out. You. Oh. <laughs> Here comes the owner. <laughs> Over in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh-huh. when you're walking through the marketplace of Batu, is it Ernest? No. Oh. There's a green hover bike with three Arabish letters. Which in English translates to LMA. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, better maybe if it was, like, if it was red hover bike. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, I think back to the Boba Fett episode with all them hover scooter things. And that's like, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is not that, ep- this is not, this is the, we're not talking about uh, Robert Rodriguez in this episode, but I just, not see well 2023 i don't know if it's if it's mikey cruz or mikey park right now and and you're making a cake for mikey park right now kim because i need the penny i need the pressed penny or i'm gonna be a depressed penny i mean i may or may not be there sunday so i may or may not be able to get you one i'll send you 51 cents I'll Venmo you 51 cents <laughs> and what's left of my 99 grapes. No. You could keep the 99 grapes. Ugh. I've had this thing and it's been open for a long time. He'll pay you 51 cents to not send him I, that. I, I, I was doing the peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, mixed drink, which is like the, the screwball, two-part screwball, a splash of grape juice. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, I'll kick it up a notch and I'll just float some grape liqueur on top of it. This is only the second time I've opened it. Oh, Oh, stop. Oh, God. That gives me heartburn just watching you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm the guy with the ulcers. uh, Well, clearly. I'm trying to seal them off with this. I'm burning them. I'm burning them. I'm I'm cauterizing the wood. I'm not sure that's how it no. works. I think alcohol aggravates them. I don't think that means what you think it means. Yeah. I I am like the epitome of I don't think that means what you think. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm tell you right now, whichever park gets a Princess Bride anything in it first. Fuck. Annual pass. I'm buying an annual fucking pass. I'm going to go ahead and sell my, one of my kids for some DVC points. And is that? It. Who who owns Princess Bride? I, I think I think Disney's got it now. Really? Well, Deadpool was in the Christmas special for Princess Bride because it's a Fox thing. And since Fox was bought by Disney, I'm pretty sure that Princess Buttercup uh, at 20th Century Studios yep. Yep. is an actual Disney princess now. Fuck, I need a Princess Bride but- area in Hollywood Studios. He was yeah. rough though. It is also MGM, Lionsgate, and Vestron. Mm. Lionsgate and Vestron are Sony. Oh shit! But and I, Disney's partnership with MGM ended a long time ago. But 20th, 20th Century Studios actually owns the rights to it, so that makes it a Disney movie. I think that's that's why they had to uh, when when Deadpool had Fred Savage on with the whole Deadpool Christmas special that. Deadpool was rated PG-13 for Disney. Oh. So I think perhaps most of it lies with Disney. Interesting. And uh, I would, I would, that's, 
I could do a whole fucking episode on that movie. I'm not even gonna lie. We could. I could. I could. I could favorite. do a season. I could break it down to a fucking season. I swear to God, I could. Wait, that, that makes Buttercup a Disney princess. It it does, which hurts me because I'm not a huge fan of the actress. It makes Wesley mm. a Disney prince. It also gives <laughs> Jack Sparrow a, a run villain. for his fucking money. Mm. No, Wesley is a. No, he's not a prince at but all. He's not a prince at well, all. No, if she marries prince. her, yes. No. Well, that, no, that's not. No, that's not true because she, she was wasn't a princess, a princess because of Humperdinck. Right. So she's just Correct. the farm girl. He's the farm boy, but he's a pirate. Yeah. Hmm. You you give me so a pirate he... cruise with the dread pirate Roberts that shows up on the holy take my monies. Hmm. So what would he be? A, a hero? Pirate. A Disney hero? He's a hero, but yeah. she's not a princess, no. technically. So I was wrong when I said she's a princess because it oh. didn't happen. Well, but she does technically marry him. But will this No, will she doesn't this say movie... I do. Oh, that's right, yeah. You're right. Will this movie give Billy Crystal his legend status? Thing? Oh, yes. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's go. It's 11.04. Maria. Yes. You've been very, very busy. Have I? Nope. No. It's summertime. <sighs> nope, nope. I'm not busy. Summertime. Well, no, actually, that's not true. I am busy because it it's summertime and no one cares. It's okay. I'm going to tell you anyway. So Kellen is in okay. extended school year. Aiden, I enrolled in summer camps, uh, like weekly summer camps. It's a different topic every week. So this week is Why would- cooking. He does it for a couple hours a day great and then what's he cooking uh, what's he cooking today was a uh, cupcakes with chocolate chip cookie frosting where they made the frosting it was pretty funny he was talking all about it today um tomorrow who Can knows i enrolled in this yeah, i right? think i want to enroll in summer camp it's great <laughs> he, uh, you know, they need to do adult summer camps holy uh, shit we'd make a fortune they do have adult make a fortune sum- they do have adult summer camps where but it's like, like, like overnight good camp. shit like no 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 it's like, like overnight changing- camp Right, but you like just, cooking and changing tires yeah. and riding in cursive and shit. Oh, interesting. How to drive a stick. How to drive a stick. How yeah, to that drive would be, a yeah, stick. That would be good. Right. Um, and Basic plumbing. How to do your taxes. Oh, fuck. Nobody knows how to do that. No, uh, you, I don't, don't even know how to do that. Everybody, everybody should know a guy. Honestly, we do know definitely a guy. just TurboTax and it, it, whatever. Yeah. We get like 87 cents back. It's um, good. We put it toward Disney. And then I'm working the dinner shift at the restaurant. So I... Are you letting people into the group? That's what I, I was getting I at, Maria. I am. I just No did. one listening really gives a good two shits about Not your son and his cupcakes. True. Except, Not true. Except for the frappuccinos. That, aw, they're so sweet. Happy um, birthday, Bob. Yeah, I saw that today, too. Um, I said it first. So, yes, I've been letting a few people in, but really, we haven't had. It's been a slowdown. We've, we've had a little bit of a slowdown of. Uh, so you've you've had people. a breather. Yeah, I have. Instead of like eight a week, it's been two. Yeah, like one every three weeks. <laughs> I want to say. So get out there and recruit people. Like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Put your put your money where your mouth is. We've got three thousand people. We need four. No, we, we we don't do that, Maria. <laughs> but they do. So, and we, if we we get the three thousand, and then people leave, so we we it's like a wave. <laughs> a wave. We go up and down. If twenty nine hundred, yeah. And if they put their money where their mouth was, then I wouldn't ask you guys to help with the 
hosting fees. Hosting, yeah. So yeah. we're not like other groups. We don't have money. We don't have our own travel agency. No. Or Patreon, or have Patreon, OnlyFans, or, or we're trying on the OnlyFans. <laughs> There's nothing to put we on there. We keep teasing, and I guarantee you, we would have double-digit subscribers. <laughs> Ew. I know, right? <laughs> oh, they oh they just pass the stop. Well, that's true. No, <laughs> it's like a reverse stripper. Be, somebody would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it'd be Kyle Goldstrander. <laughs> Oh, Kyle. That's so funny. I'd give him his money's worth. I guarantee you I would. So, hey, if you want to be led into the group, come join, answer the four questions. That's it. That's my. Those are my closing remarks. Come join our group. It's fun stuff. Poignant, yeah. as always. Yep. Tim. I, I see, God bless you, I see the wheels turning because I, I swear to God right now you're trying to figure out it's going to be my turn. Do I have no, anything no, no. to talk um, about for the cruise and Adam and and he's not here? And No, but I was looking for like a cooling hat that I could wear on the cruise, but yeah, no. <laughs> okay, um, totally nothing at all. Instead of, yeah, we got a cruise coming, Tim's like, what can I get for an accessory? But it's it kind of related because I'm looking for an accessory for the cruise. But yes, that is the next big cheat up have going on is the cruise. Cheaters on the high seas or right? yeah. SOS? Yep. I think yep. it's just there's no high. Like they don't they don't let that on, the, on, on, the, the, on the ships. Well, we might be. But yeah. Tim. <laughs> I think the highest thing on that cruise is going to be the price of a drink at the uh, Star Wars, Star Wars bar. bar, yeah, five thousand. Yeah. I mean, that, starting, that, that five thousand dollars starts out at five thousand, what I understand, and at the hard pass, no, it was five thousand flat. And no, it I, I, I watched drinks. the video on the price fucking went up, and I was like, Ooh. no. And the guy Man. talking about it was grinning, and I'm like, I would kick you in your fucking teeth. He's like, you want to be the first one? No, <laughs> no, nope. You want to be? You want to be the, the first only fan? We have the wine dine races in November, and then Dopey is currently being planned and growing. So everybody, a lot of people are doing Dopey, and that's as far as we are getting with cheetahs right now. I think sounds right. They, they, most of them sound very active. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced my Alexa is possessed because I did not say her name. She she loves her voice. She loves my voice, and I think that's fine. Apparently she liked what I said because she said thanks for your feedback. Oh, well, I didn't say anything to her. Wonder where that got sent. If uh, you are a member of the group and you're going to be on this uh, Disney Wish cruise that we have going on the events page, uh, if you signed up to be part of the fish extender, get in there on the sheet. Adam posted a link to the. Uh, pretty much finalized list of who's in there get in there and make sure that that you you, you know who's who's you getting watts to i just i went i went i picked up a couple things uh today for some people and for some uh people that aren't even old enough to listen to this podcast that are going to be on the cruise um i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be nothing like what i think we've seen from the media presentation of the cruise uh we're gonna have an amazing time coming up if you're not gonna make the trip uh don't worry we'll 
will tell you about it because we absolutely suck at taking photographs or videos of things that we do. <laughs> That's we are true. The, there's a reason Disney doesn't say, hey, do you want to be on the media? No, no, you know, that we are not your people for that at all. So, uh, that being said, I'm going to finish off my 99 grapes. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a, a good show. Listen, this is just scratching the tip of the iceberg on what's been taken away from Hollywood Studios. There's a, there is a metric shit ton, which is bigger than like an imperial shit ton, I'm pretty sure. It's a lot more shit taken away from Hollywood Studios, I think, than, well, they than, gave us back. than Magic Kingdom. I mean, I don't want to say than other parks, because Epcot's got a lot taken away as well. True. Uh, but there's been a lot taken away from Hollywood Studios. So uh, we have uh, plenty of, of content here, especially when you start talking about shows, because I can, I've already got one picked out. I, I'm surprised you didn't pick it out for this episode. Uh, I was told don't. Too fresh. <laughs> it's too fresh. Oh, wait. I don't know what Marie's talking about. Little Mermaid? No. That's what I was oh. talking about. No, 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 no. That's the soft toss, man. I was, I was. I mean, I, I mean, really? Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. I throw down but uh i should have changed myself should have chained myself that piece of tail that's what i should have done <laughs> still holding out hope someone on the 10th deck lets me into their mermaid suite on the cruise but if that doesn't happen ladies and gentlemen this is not goodbye from me to you also from maria to you and kim to you and adam to you Yes, this is this is see you real soon. Some of y'all really, really soon, forty some odd days. Uh be seeing you guys on the high seas. So good night. Good night. Good night. And thank you. Wah, wah, wah. I'm re- I'm recording this now, Tim. Yeah. Nope, what's your next bet? Okay, so... The bottom right corner of the screen should be like your little volume thing. It looks like the little speaker with the lines coming out of it. Yeah. Click that. Okay. What does it say? 100%. What's it say at the top? Uh, The high-definition audio. Okay, click it. Is there a drop-down there? Yeah. Click the drop-down. Okay. What are the what are the options? Uh, real tech, high definition audio. Nope. Or the there's two high definition audios. Is there a VZ? Uh, there's a VG. Yeah, that one. That one. Should be it. Say something. Something. Nope. Next one. Okay, try now. Now. Nope. Now. Third time's a charm, maybe? Cunt. Fuck my life. He just <laughs> hung up on me. <sighs> this happens every time he streams on my fucking computer. <laughs> Why do we use Skype? Okay, now when you do this, show me what you're doing, because this is what happened last time. So you click the more, right? 
audio video settings. Mm -hmm. Scroll down to speakers. Your speakers are on Realtek. All right, say something now. Something now. Something now. Fucking comedians. Hey, traitor. Let's go to bed. You take your dog with you. Hmm. Why the fuck didn't you set it to real tech? It was. I did. Oh, wait, why did I? I didn't. 